And today, Sally's going to be taking us to some slightly different uh, destinations, following on from last week when we did much the same, but these are going to be mostly in Europe, Sally. They certainly are, Jane. Places like the Balkans and Jordan, Morocco, Turkey. Destinations that have opened up for us and uh, are definitely good places to talk travel about. Sally Lucas, there are so many parts of the world that have opened up to us and it's great to find out more of them. Exactly, and that people are putting, you know, little packages together to get you to these places. Of course, sometimes they're not always um, or suited to the independent travel or a person who may not feel as comfortable if they're not, on, you know, on a tour when it's a sort of a new destination that's sort of opening up. And a lot of these cultures are very different from ours. And also the language too, like there's a, not a lot of English still spoken in some of these places. Admittedly, the younger generation in most countries now tend to be, you know, Know, doing English as a, as a compulsory language, but not always, of course. And but the older generation, which you, the ones you often want to talk to to get all the, the history out of, you're going to need like a, a guide with you or an interpreter to to get their story. So, um, but yeah, so we've thought you here. I'm talking about the Caucasus, which is located next to Russia, Iran, and Turkey, between the Black and the Caspian Seas, and it's sort of they call it the Europe's forgotten frontier um, because you've got the small countries of Georgia, Armenia, and Azerbaijan there, at, which are really starting to open up and of course they are very friendly and they are wanting you know tourism to 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 encompass them and and look at look at their beautiful cities to be quite honest with you some of them are quite stunning so there's some lovely itineraries out now that are doing these uh, which is great um one starts in baku in the capital of azerbaijan and you're going right across uh, azerbaijan then you're going into um armenia of course and georgia and so that's a really interesting itinerary and it's only like a 10 day little itinerary but it would just give you a real taste of, of those countries and some of the stunning scenery that that you can expect. So that's one of them. Um, the other one I was looking at, because I've actually got some clients at the moment hopping off to Israel and Jordan. And, you know, it's been on, they're only young, but it's always been on their bucket list as something they wanted to do. And I thought, well, yeah, that's, and I mean, it's not probably new, those areas, but there's still areas that we don't always go to. Um, and, it just looks absolutely interesting, this itinerary. It starts in Tel Aviv and, of course, you, you're going all around Nazareth, all those areas, Jerusalem, the old city, Bethlehem, the Dead Sea, and then, of course, you're going into Amman and that wonderful walled city of Petra as well. So, you know, that, that's another little 11-day itinerary, which which is quite new if you're interested in, in ducking into that area. And then we've also got uh, Morocco, of course. Now, Morocco, I think, always conjures up all sorts of, I guess, um, fascination. Yeah, Casablanca, <laughs> yeah, the Casbah, you know, <laughs> the piano player. Uh, but, of course, they do actually, it's famous for its windsurfing off the Moroccan coast as well, very famous for that. But also the, the wonderful old souks, etc. you know, whether it's in Fez and Marrakesh and, of course, you can go into the desert and just the colourful materials and spices and, you know, it's it's just got that fascination, Morocco. And if you're going there, well, why not go to Spain as well? I think I would, or P- Portugal. Um, Portugal is lovely. Um, it's another one of my little favourite spots I'd like to spend more time in. Uh, 
Um, and it's actually a lot less expensive than, than Spain, and it's still got very strong ties with Britain, so you find English is quite commonly spoken there as well. And, you know, you, you can get out of Lisbon. Lisbon itself is fascinating, and I didn't realise it had virtually been wiped out by a tsunami uh, centuries ago and had to be completely rebuilt. And But they've re-established all that lovely waterfront, like a lot of cities around the world, including ourselves, have been doing, you know, in recent years, and morphing it into something really quite beautiful with promenades and they've got lovely museums and galleries and just um, near Lisbon you've got Cascais which is this little fishing village where you can go and get this wonderful seafood meals or then go up to Sintra which was the uh, sort of the summer if you like area for people to go to in the mountains of Lisbon all, all the rich and famous and etc royalty and it is again a beautiful little village to the north so Portugal I think you should have on your bucket list as well but also like cruising the Croatian coast or the Turkish coast and you can do it on these goulets which are beautiful vessels there, mastered vessels, and it's with a small group of people, which we did very similarly, gosh, back in the 80s, around Greece, would you believe? But this is, I haven't done this, and it's been on my bucket list for a long time to do one of those two coasts, because the turquoise water and the islands you visit just look absolutely stunning, and I'm sure that if anyone has done it would agree with me on that. The other areas, of course, you've still got the war fields, which people are, have got strong interest in, whether it's Gallipoli or the Somme or wherever, or Normandy. But you can also now do things like, for example, go to Ararat and Noah's Ark, what they call so some of these really interesting little side trips you can add on um, into places which you know I just think is fascinating another one is you can do the seven churches of Anatolia so if you're really interested in historic old churches and that's a, a seven day tour um, a seven night eight day tour from Istanbul where you're just going into all these wonderful historic old towns and churches so that's really special interest of course and as I said I mentioned there's lots of the um, Anzac tours available to all the different destinations as well but one of the most popular ones is one they call the flying carpet and it is um, an actual 15 day tour very intensive tour that's doing all of Turkey Um, you know you can do the balloon ride you can go to Cappadocia, Pamukkale, Fethia, uh, Kushadasi, Ephesus, uh, Pergamum, Gallipoli, Kanakali, Troy you know just you really it's an in-depth tour of Turkey if you're really interested in doing that as well so there's so much out there now Jane it's just increasing all the time our availability of a choice, you know, this wonderful choice we have. Um, and also, just and aside from that, um, we haven't got a cruise terminal. We, uh, we still keep, you know, whinging about that. Well, it's not whinging. We, we really do need a cruise terminal for the amount of cruise ships that are coming in here now. But we've got another vessel going to come in, a new one for us, and Australia. is uh, got its inaugural visit coming in um, November this year, the Explorer Dream. So that'll be another vessel to look forward to. Um, and they're actually doing a cruise out of Newcastle. Uh, two, two little cruises are... are a little um, five-day one and a, a week return one. So that's something nice for us to look forward to in November this year. We're talking travel and we're going to some places that haven't always been available to us to go. And Sally Lucas, we're still around the sort of European area the sort of stage. European. We certainly are, Jane. Uh, now, this one is actually a tour that goes uh, from Athens and then it goes through Greece and up into the Balkans. So that's an interesting one as well. So you start in Athens, then you go up to Meteora, and then you go into Albania to Tirana and then uh, into Montenegro to KOTOR, into Dubrovnik, which is, of course, Croatia, Split, um, Mostar, Sarajevo, uh, which is Bosnia and Herzegovina, um, onto Belgrade, which is, of course, Serbia, 
Serbia and then on to Skopje in Macedonia. Um, and then you ended up coming, traveling through Macedonia back to Thessaloniki, Delphi and back to Athens. So that's really a nice itinerary. That's, that's 16 days, that one. But that, I think it's quite an intense and it'd be very interesting itinerary to do. Um, you can do another one, just the highlights of the Balkans if you want. Now this one starts in Zagreb. It's just an eight-day itinerary. And that goes into uh, Slovenia, into Ljubljana, Ljubljana and Bled. Um, then into um, Croatia to the Plitvici, is it? Plitvici. Plitvici National Park. Lakes, yeah. Yeah, and all that beautiful area which has got 20 kilometres of underground tunnels and chambers and you've got a little train that takes you through it, etc. Then you go on to Mostar in uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina. And, of course, it's really famous there because you've got a Diocletian palace and a Roman imperial palace, which is a, a UNESCO World Heritage Site as well there. And then again on to Sarajevo and back to Zagreb. So that's just a little short itinerary if, if you're interested. Um, Back, coming back to Greece, so this is quite a nice little one even just for Greece. Uh, it's 10 days. Again, you're starting in Athens. Then you go to Argolis, Nafplion, uh, Olympia, Delphi, uh, Kalambaka, and then up to Meteora, that wonderful stoned area really with the tall high stone monoliths. They're not monoliths, are they? Well, they sort, sort of are, are really, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, a group of them. Anyway, it's not just a single one like, like Uluru. And um, that is really fascinating to go up there, the Temple of Athena and Kalambaka as well. And then you end up having a nice couple of nights in Santorini before you come back to Athens. So a nice little relax at the end. And there's another one that starts in Istanbul. It's 12 days and you're doing all the old city there. Then you do the Gallipoli uh, battlefields, Troy, the Acropolis of Perth. Pergamum, Ephesus, which is just fantastic at Kushidasi, those ruins of Ephesus, which are still a work in progress. They're amazing. Um, then you cut across to the islands, to Samos, where I spent our honeymoon. We had a week there. Beautiful. <laughs> it was. Uh, then on to Mykonos, Santorini, back to Athens again. So that's another nice little Greece one as well. So there's plenty in this particular brochure. It's adventure destinations. They do lots of areas all around the world. But this is one they've brought out just specifically for these European destinations. But they do lots of other areas also. And usually based on more the independent traveller, so they're not large group tours. They're, they're more based on doing individual arrangements for you or small group, which is great. And, of course, our own wonderful attraction that we have there, Let There Be Light, the magnificent part of the Red Centre, of course, at Uluru, where Bruce Munro's light installation is still there and been extended again through to December 2020. So if you haven't been, there's still plenty of opportunities to go. How many light globes do they need? They have 50,000 lights. Wow. And apparently it took two jumbo jets to bring all the equipment out to Australia, Qantas, two jumbo jets with all the electric, you know, that run underground all the, because it's solar, of course, but they still need all those connections. And they actually are doing a sunrise and a sunset one now. So if you want to get up really early, they say it's not as crowded and get the beauty of a wonderful Uluru sunrise. And the lights, of course, will just slowly go out as, as the sun comes up, whereas at sunset, you're waiting for the sun to go down and the lights to come on. So you've got two different options there as well of course as Kataju to Kings Canyon all those wonderful other areas all in and around Uluru so yep you've still got another year and a half to go before you can still see those so fantastic Sally Lucas it's time to see what the travel marketplace at the moment has in terms of hot deals what have you got well, firstly, as I mentioned earlier, we do have a new cruise vessel coming into Newcastle in November and you can actually embark here, which is nice, which isn't always possible. So there's a little four-night cruise if you've never 
cruise before or it's just a little taster, it might be something you'd like to do. That's on the 4th of November going up to Brisbane and then you could just buy yourself a little one-way airfare or train train at home, whatever. So that's just a little one-way cruise. And that starts from just over 600 per person twin share for an inside cabin and an ocean view cabin from just under $900 per person and a balcony from just under 1000 per person. They're also offering a seven-night round trip from here on the 25th of November. Now, both these cruises are going from here to Gladstone, Brisbane and the Sunshine Coast. The round trip then calls back down to Sydney and then back up to Newcastle again. So you can disembark obviously Sydney, of course, back here. So that's just something to keep in mind. And that starts from under $1,100 lead in per person. Scandinavia and Russia get away. Now, this is a nice little itinerary too. Return airfare to Copenhagen flying Qantas. Three nights pre-cruise accommodation in Copenhagen. Then a nine-night cruise that is going then from, you go to Stockholm, Helsinki, St. Petersburg, Tallinn and Berlin, which is fantastic, and back to Copenhagen and, of course, a return airfare home. Uh, that departs the 23rd of September, valid for sale until 31 May, and it starts with a lead-in from under $5,500 per person. So that's quite good for a nine-day cruise at an airfare. Uh, this is another nice little one. It's a combination doing a tour, actually, and a cruise at an airfare. So it's with Colette, who does luxury small uh, touring cruising and it's an eight night tour that you're doing of Rome and the Amalfi Coast and then you're also doing a lovely cruise which is just a really fantastic uh, itinerary that is as well it's a 12 night cruise on the New Amsterdam from Chiva de Vecchia which is your port for Rome um, to Venice but you're not just obviously going from Rome to Venice you go from Rome all the way down through to um, Heraklion and Crete, Thera, Kushadasi as we just mentioned in Turkey, Piraeus, Napoleon um, etc back up into Mont Montenegro and so on and back to Venice so that's fantastic and that's airfares your tour and your cruise valid for sale till 31 May departs 27 June next year and that starts it's 20 nights from under seven, uh, just over seven and a half thousand per person leading a um, bit closer to home Hawaii it's always a good place to go lovely destination with beautiful islands um, Hawaiian Airlines have got a sail on at the moment with some great airfares um, so this is a, a couple of packages you can choose from here valid again only on sale to 31 May um, so there's lots of savings of up to about $630 per person. There's a range of different packages there, um, which start from under $1,000, which is just three nights accommodation and your airfares and a four-day car hire, right up to longer holidays, of course, longer destinations up to nine nights for just over 2000 But there's a whole range of really good savings to be had there. And if you're still thinking about Antarctica... Hertie Gruten have got their Antarctic sale on at the moment for a limited time. There's no date, so it's just subject to availability. The savings of up to 25% on a range of their cruises. So, for example, one in March next year was a bit over $10,000, and now it's only just over seven and a half. So, right, we're talking about big savings on a whole range of cruises for next year, so keep that in mind. And we were talking about the US today, so there's the splendours of the USA West Coast Tour. Now, this is a fully escorted tour. You fly into um, Los Angeles via Honolulu. You're going to Palm Springs, Phoenix, Sedona, the Grand Canyon, Monument Valley, Lake Powell, the Bryce Canyon, Zion, uh, Canyon Las Vegas, Death Valley, Mammoth Lakes and Yosemite. So that's quite a nice one as well from under $4,000 escorted as well. So there you go, Jane. There's always a lot out there. Certainly is. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thanks, Jane. And we'll talk travel again next Friday. 
Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.